from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Gentlemen, welcome to Live from America. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. It is 11 a.m., March 4th, year of our Lord, 2021. I am your host of Live from America. Some call me the Hip Hop Patriot, but uh, others just call me by my name, which is Jeremy Harrell. Thank you guys so much uh, for joining in today and every day, twice a day. You give me your time twice a day, which is much more than a lot of people give anybody else. So thank you very much. Some of you are at work. I'd like to say hello to you at work. Some of you are at home. Some of you work from home. Some of you are laid off right now. Some of you are uh, listening in your car in podcasts. So I'd like to say hello. I'd like to say thank you for everything that you guys do. If you would, uh, if if you would please uh, click the like button if you're watching on YouTube right now, and make sure you subscribe and click the notification bell. And uh, you know that way you always know when we're live but really the end all be all ladies and gentlemen the default is just know to go to my website 11 and 5 every day jeremyherald.com and you will be prompted to the live show eastern time i'd like to give live shout outs to those who are watching the video on youtube right now and that is to andrea peterson good morning have a have a very blessed day carolyn wolbrink from south dakota aaron johnson shout out from michigan leslie young watching from the cheese state of wisconsin donna benson from Massachusetts or Massachusetts. either way i get your point lisa blue how you doing she said hit the like button exactly make sure you smash that thumbs up button we got Carol Baker from Ohio, Jesse, Jessica Sump, how you doing? Uh, let's see who else we got, Robert Novavo, or Novavo, I should say, from New Jersey, I hope I got that right, from the beautiful garden state of New Jersey, Debbie Delgado from Pennsylvania, Jay Muller from the wonderful state of Texas where everything is bigger, Hillary Juden uh, says, I wish your show was, was on longer, like three hours or so, you know what, it might be someday. It might be someday. Maybe when I get an entire crew and I have actual engineers and people who produce the show and I can just sit down and always write my show because I will never let somebody write the show because I have a very strong connection and a very strong passion for the news that I put out and for the things that we talk about and the things that we interact about. So I will always, always write my own show. Douglas Kogo, how you doing? Good to see you, man. Russ Brizendine. He says, good morning, American peeps. Good morning, my fellow American. Rachel Alt from Central Illinois. How you doing? Good to have you, hon. We have Music Design from Connecticut. We have uh, Dina Willard from the great state of North Carolina, North Kakalaki. We got Michael Goolsby. Good morning to you, Michael. I appreciate it. Rhonda Owens, Kelly Hoofer. She says, hey, hey, hipsters. Good morning from Indiana. And let's give a couple more shout outs here. We got uh, Aaron Christopher. Good morning, man. How you doing? Nick Lakin, Nick and Deb from Minnesota, from the great state that Mike Lindell has, uh, uh, makes all of his pillows from. And one more here. Let's give it to Spring Whitley from Eastern Washington. Oh, you know what? Don Marie said, shout me out in capital letters. So, you know, we got to shout out Don Marie as well. Thank you guys very much. If you are on Telegram, make sure you follow me. My public channel there is Live from America. If you're on Rumble, I'm at the Hip Hop Patriot. If you are on Parlor, I'm at the Hip Hop Patriot. And if you're on Instagram, I am Jeremy R. Harrell. Thank you guys very, very much. I appreciate it. The only thing that I ask of you, the only thing other than 
to hit that thumbs up button is every time we're on the show, make sure you copy the link and share it, either text it to your friends or share it on Facebook. Facebook is where uh, people just, they're just stuck there. And I kind of feel bad for the people there because they don't, they, it's like they're, they're just kind of like stuck like quicksand there. And a lot of people still have a hard time following the show. So at God's will and on God's timing, we will grow to the point that we once were on Facebook. And for you guys, the force multipliers, I appreciate you so much for doing what you do. Now, let's give our love, our honor, and our attention, first and foremost, to God above. To God above and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and those people of the Jewish faith who um, who don't accept uh, Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You know what? I got a lot of Jewish friends and there's a lot of people of the Jewish faith who watch the show as well. And I just call you guys the originals. I just call you the originals. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Today we are going to um, read from the very same verse that I sent out in the newsletter this morning. And it is James 1, 19 and 20. Now, last night, my family and I started a family um, Bible study at night. And we've done stuff like this before, but we really, really want to get more engaged as a family, not just at the supper table, but we want to actually engage each other in Bible study as well. And my wife, God bless my wife, who's the most supportive, most patient, most amazing wife on planet Earth, who's going to be mad at me today because I took my wedding ring off last night as I slept and I forgot to wear it. Baby, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Uh, she put this together, and uh, this is what we worked on last night. So, James 1, 19 and 20. It's listening and doing. It says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Guys, I... Uh, for years and years and years, I was a very angry person. And the reason why I was such an angry person for so many years was because I literally tried to control everything. Happy birthday, Lola. Just saw that in the chat. I literally tried to control every aspect of my life. I didn't want anybody involved. I wanted to control everything. I wanted to be the master of my own universe. I was the center of my own universe. And if you didn't do things my way, then oof, it was not good to be around me. What kind of person wants to be around somebody like that. My grandfather always used to say that you have two ears and one mouth for a very specific reason. God designed you to listen twice as much as you speak. Your tongue is the most evil thing on this planet. Those who learn to tame the tongue can tame anything about their decision making about the way they they the, the, the way they move throughout the day uh who how, how they speak to people and how they react when anger starts to uprise so ladies and gentlemen god does not like angry people there's no reason to be angry we search for peace we seek truth and we seek love and we exude compassion and we become love we do not uh show love we become love. So ladies and gentlemen, it's very important that we that we f figure out ways to curb our anger, especially at people like Resident Corn Pop and the Democrats and everything they're trying to do. Because remember, all of this that we're dealing with right now is because of God's will and it's God's timing. Just remember that. Okay? Uh, Jackie Baker, shout out to you from Iowa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to get to today. And today is March 4th. 
So today is the first, every time we start to show off, it's going to be a first and foremost section. So first and foremost, let's get into the big talk of today, which is March 4th. What is March 4th, you may ask? Today is the big rumor that Donald Trump may come back and be inaugurated as the president that, that he should be uh, in the first place. He should not have left office. We all know this. There's plenty of evidence out there, and there's plenty of low-hanging fruit that we can prove like that. Literal evidence that we can prove like that without even getting involved in the comp and the, uh, the conversation or the debate or the dialogue of the Dominion machines. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here today to tell you that nothing would make me more happy than to see Donald Trump come back today. Now, I know there's a difference between Q and I know there's a difference between Anons, okay? And some people believe it, some people don't. Some people want to believe it, like myself, but I stay steady on what I can prove, not what I can't prove. And a lot of people got mad at me for that. A lot of people left the show because of that. But that's just the way it is, ladies and gentlemen. I can, I, I report to you what I can prove, not what I can't prove. But we all hope that it happens. Likely not going to happen. However, Congress today is shut down. Congress today will not be in session because of the March 4th inauguration uh, rumor. Now, I know Q does not give dates, and that's more of an Anon thing. I get that 100%. A lot of people don't think I know anything about this, okay? But I do. I know quite a lot about it, actually. Um, but uh, <laughs> I understand dates are not given. But the reason why today's date is so important, why you're going to hear March 4th all day, and why you've heard it leading up to today, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is the fact that it used to be Inauguration Day. This is the day, per the Constitution, that we used to inaugurate the new president. The president that was elected in November of last year, usually in, in, this, in this country over 100 years ago, would be inaugurated today, on March 4th. That is why you're seeing that date. I'm not saying that Q gave that date, but that's why you're seeing that date. So I want you guys to all understand there's a difference between Q, there's a difference between Anons, and there's a difference between people who are in the middle who want it to be true, but just don't really get involved because they talk about what they can prove. That's kind of where I sit. So I don't ever want to um, uh, I don't ever want to insult you if you do follow Q. Never want to do that. But I do want to say that we don't do that on this show. We don't follow that narrative, but we are very aware of that narrative. So today you're going to hear a lot about March 4th, but really the only reason that that date is even being talked about and the reason that the session is shut down today in Congress is because March 4th was the original and should be the rightful date that the President of the United States takes office, okay? So that's our first and foremost section of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, make sure, hey, I'm all about information. Information is key. Information is king. Well, besides Jesus, anyway. But information, the more information you have, the better. And Connie, Connie says, you haven't proved anything. I don't know if she's talking about me or if she's talking about Q. But uh, uh, the news that I uh, give you every day is uh, usually some of the... I'm among the first people to give you some news. Uh, and, and we break these smaller organizations like myself, people like David Harris Jr., and many, many others, people like John Fredericks, people like Steve Bannon. We break news way before the lamestream fake news media does, okay? We break news before them, and that's why you guys are here. So That's why you, you're here in such great numbers, and that's why you get the information before most people do in the country. 
So I appreciate you. Thank you, Greg. Greg says, joined in late. Did you get my email? Um, I was going through emails this morning, Greg. If I did not answer you, then I did not get it, okay? I, sept- I, I usually do my, my emailing at about 6.30 to 8.30 in the morning, and then I try to grab some at night. Uh, but that doesn't mean I won't get it. Just means I haven't gotten it yet. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving on. The House actually did something good for a change. Actually, we're here to talk about a couple things that the House did that was good for a change, okay? The House actually shot down a bill, shot down the idea even, even the thought of passing the bill to uh, lower the voting age to 16 years of age. And you know what? I don't really care for the people in the House too much. I don't care for the, the left's ideology and their agenda. However, ladies and gentlemen, when they do something right, we have to applaud and we have to acknowledge, okay? Uh, Connie says, you don't get any information before anyone else. Thank you, Connie. I appreciate it. But I also appreciate the fact that you're here to watch the show. So thank you very, very much. Uh, but the House did something great, ladies and gentlemen, because let's, let's face it. You can't make a decision at the age of 16. You can't make a decision that's, that's rooted in, in, in research, that's rooted in um, uh, anything that, by the time you're 18, you already regret the things that you did when you were 16. Okay, so that's 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 huge that they acknowledge this. And even Democrats in the House said we can't do this. Why? Because they know that we're watching more than ever right now. They know that the people on all sides are watching more than ever. And their careers are on the line with literally every bill that they vote on. Now, I know that there's a lot of people, ladies and gentlemen. I know there's a lot of people out there who uh, um, who don't care. They don't care. They, they're just going to vote the globalist way, and that is the way it is. But there's still a lot of blue dog Democrats out there who do care. And I'll tell you what, Senator Manchin is one of them. So we just got to take our wins when we can get them and just pray and thank God that they're not trying to lower the voting age to 16 years old. I won't even let my children get their driver's license when they're 16 years old. I don't even think a 16-year-old should be driving, to be honest with you, because I know what I was like at 16. I know that. So my kids won't even get their driver's license until they're 18, and they're already mad at me about that. But oh well, it is the way it is. It is the way it is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, You know what? Thank you, Jessica. I appreciate that. That's exactly why I do this, so I can stay on top of everything all day, every day, and I appreciate that, Jessica. I really do. Um, So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, HR1. This is a big topic right now. The bill HR1, which would literally federalize the elections and would take the power away from the states. You would see the Electoral College gone and you would literally see uh, conservative um, opposition uh, be stifled completely. Anybody who who contributes to conservatives uh, would be put on a list. It would be it would be terrible. Okay, well, let me just tell you guys right now, HR1 is dead on arrival in the Senate. It's not going to pass. It is not going to pass. Number one, it's completely unconstitutional. It goes against everything with the, uh, against the Constitution. Now, I know that really doesn't mean much as of late, especially with the Supreme Court. I get it. I do get it. However, you need 60 votes in the Senate for H.R. 1 to pass. It is not going to happen. All right? It's not going to happen. You need 60. 60 of them. Um, hold on one one second, real quick, ladies and gentlemen. I want to uh, I want to just get rid of something here. Boom. 
We just got to get rid of some. We got to get rid of people saying bad things in the comments because what happens here on YouTube, I've noticed, is that they follow what happens in the comments, and we just have to get rid of a few people. So HR1 is dead on arrival because they're never going to get 60 votes. It's not going to happen. However, that should not stop you. That should not stop you from continuing to call your senators from your states and letting them know that you do not want anything to do with HR1. Vote no on HR1. We're going to stick to party lines anyway, and you're probably even going to get some Democrats. Like I said, you're probably going to get people like Joe Manchin who will not vote for this. It's just the way it is. It's dead on arrival. It's not going anywhere. It's just the, the Democrats trying to push through more and more of their agenda, which it even barely passed the House. There was Democrats who voted against it in the House. So you know when you're passing things razor thin in the House right now that you're never going to get it in the Senate. But again... That should not stop you from calling your senators and saying you better vote no on H.R. 1. We are not about it. We do not want to uh, federalize our elections. We want to keep them in our states, which will happen anyway. Okay? So don't let up. We are, the, we are the, the change makers. We are the ones that make the difference by calling. These people that represent us, trust me, when you call them and you flood them with emails and phone calls and you flood them even in in-person uh, meetings, they listen because they want to keep their power. It does work. It might not work all the time, and it might not work in blue states like it should, like it should, but just keep the pressure on, guys. Just keep the pressure on, okay? Um, moving on. Yesterday, you've probably seen it all over the news, and I want to touch on it here. It isn't breaking news in any way, shape, or form, but this man yesterday here, I'll show you his picture. Resident Joe Biden, no mojo, got this from uh, a great friend, Barbara, from... Um, uh, kind Embroidery on Etsy. She also made this great hat that's got a lion in it. It says the Hip Hop Patriot Party. Even though we're not starting a new party, it's a Hip Hop Patriot Party every time that we do Live from America. Um, but I do want to say Resident Biden yesterday uh, went to answer questions. He was in a public forum. He had reporters there. He had reporters on the line. He then said, um, I'll take some questions. I'll take some questions right now uh, if that's what I'm supposed to do. Nancy, is that, if that, that, that's what I'm supposed to do, Nancy? And then immediately the White House cut off his mic. Immediately the White House cut off his mic. Why'd they cut off the mic? Because he can't speak, ladies and gentlemen. They're not going to let him speak. I've been telling you the State of the Union address is not going to happen. And the only way the State of the, Union, of the Union address will happen is if he does it virtually. Or it won't happen until Kamala Harris takes over. Because I don't give Joe Biden until the end of summer. He is falling daily. And it's, it's sad. It really is sad. And here's the really sad part about it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the part, I know I make fun of resident corn pop a lot. I know. I do. But I, I'm, I'm making fun of him in his public, in the public arena, not his private life so much. Uh, because dementia is a very sad thing, and a lot of you folks have people that you're related to that have dementia, and it's not fun. It's not a fun thing to watch somebody go through. One thing that happens, I, my heart does break every time I see this happen to Joe, okay? And even though I don't agree with Joe, he's still a child of God, and I still gotta, I still gotta pray for him. But my heart breaks for Joe when he, when you can see that he's trying to get something out and he just can't, and he starts squinting his eyes, and he starts, you can see he gets frustrated, and he puts his head down, right, he puts his head down, and he's like, oh, no, that's not right, I don't want to say that, that's not what I mean to say, what am I doing here, uh, uh, and you can see the frustration on his face, if you've ever known anybody with dementia, 
or any kind of disease that's like that, any kind of cognitive decline, it's very, very sad. It's very sad. And so when I see him do that, I, I, I literally go from joking, making laughs at him and smiling and saying how terrible he is as a president to look at, to, to my heart hurts because it's very sad to see any child of God go through that. Now, there's a lot of people that are going to say, he's not a child of God. He hasn't accepted Jesus as, a, as his savior. Look, Jesus ate with sinners all the time. Jesus sat with sinners all the time. It's not the healthy people that need the doctor, ladies and gentlemen. It's the sick people. And all people on this planet are children of God. That's exactly why I say that. If they were made in the image of God and they're alive and they have breath in their lungs, then they are children of God just like us. So I know we make fun. I know we have a good time on this show when it comes to Democrats and even some of the rhinos and the swamp donkeys and all that. But that point, when he does that, when he doesn't know what to say, it's sad. Now you'll notice that every time he gets done a press conference, well, not even a real press conference, but every time he gets... Um, Every time he gets done addressing anybody, he always, it's, it's, it's very, very scripted. End, your, end what you're going to say and, and exit stage right. End what you're going to say, exit stage right, but don't forget your mask. Oh, my mask, my mask, my mask. But if you notice something, every time he exits that stage, anytime he's anywhere, look who is right on his right side or just behind him, ladies and gentlemen, Kamala Harris. And the reason why she's there is for him to follow her lead. They don't want him to look as bad as he really is. He doesn't know which way to go. He doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know if he should or should not take questions. He doesn't know if he can or cannot take questions. He doesn't know what he's supposed to wear. It's literally a dog and pony show. It's a dog and pony show. And every time he walks somewhere, you'll see Kamala Harris right there with him. Right there with him. Because he needs to follow her like a yellow brick road. Without somebody there. Without some kind of guide. Somebody to monitor him. Somebody to let him know what he's supposed to do next. He doesn't get it. So it's not going to be long, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to be long. And that scares me even worse. That scares me even worse. Alright? Moving on. Let's talk about... Uh, I, I reported a story yesterday that literally nobody was talking about, and I think it should be national news, to be honest with you. Um, uh, so, uh, Connie, maybe this, maybe this one was me, you know, reporting something a little bit before somebody else, maybe. I don't know, maybe. But we were talking about the Mississippi judge who ordered um, a special re-election because of the 79% fraudulent mail-in ballots that he found just by saying, you know what, I'll sit down and hear the case. Exactly what the Supreme Court should do. Exactly what federal judges should have done. Just sit down and hear the evidence. This judge decided to do it. He found 79% of the mail-in ballots were fraudulent. And he ordered uh, immediately a, a re-election. Now, this wasn't for a national seat. This was for an alderman. Okay? And this was in Aberdeen, Mississippi. And the judge's name is Judge Jeff Wheel. W-E-I-L. W-E-I-L-L, Jeff, Judge Jeff Wheel in Aberdeen, Mississippi. Now, it's like I said, it's just for a small seat. I get it. But the fact of the matter is a judge does have the power to order that a, an election was null and void and to, re, uh, to have a re-election. And now we know that that is the case. They, these judges do have this power. The Supreme Court had and has this power. Okay? I have an update on that story. I have an update on that story, ladies and gentlemen. The notary, the notary that is in that, uh, in that uh, town of Aberdeen, Mississippi, 
just got arrested. The judge that that uh, reordered or ordered a re-election also put out a bench warrant for Miss Dallas Jones in Aberdeen, Mississippi. She has been served uh, papers and she has been arrested and she has been booked, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the kind of action that we need to see. This is the, <laughs> thank you for circling back. You're welcome. Cause I ain't no circle back girl. I ain't no circle back, circle back Saki. Anyway, you're welcome. I appreciate you guys uh, noticing uh, that that was a story that we, <laughs> we talked about yesterday and <laughs> thanks for circling back, but there was an update. So I had to bring it to you. She has been arrested. She has been booked and uh, we'll keep an eye on that story because even at a small level, we need to watch what happens so that we can bring it to a uh, national attention and we can put more pressure on these other judges who have that, uh, who have that power as well. Um, so, uh, moving on from that story, the, let's talk about, let's talk about power. Let's talk about overturning an election, Arizona. Now we know that the judge finally said that the Senate always had subpoena power. We know that the judge is, was the end all be all and said that you will hand over the ballots and you will hand over the, hand over the machines and the software. There are 2.1 million ballots at stake here, ladies and gentlemen. And there wasn't that much of a, of a difference in, in votes when it came to Donald Trump and Biden in Arizona. There wasn't, uh, the, the amount of the difference between the two was just a smidgen, ladies and gentlemen, just a smidgen of that 2.1 million number that, that's at question here. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is why this is such a big, big, big story. This is why this is so huge. Because much like what happened in Michigan, with the forensic audit, audit there in Antrim County, and we found actual evidence, much like in Wyndham County, New Hampshire, my home state right here, where we found evidence. They keep saying we don't have evidence. They keep saying we don't have proof. Jim Acosta says we don't have proof. Uh, even Lindsey Graham said there's no evidence and that we don't have proof. Apparently, the Supreme Court says that there's no evidence, even though they haven't looked at it, and that we don't have proof. Well, we do have proof, guys. We do have proof, and and this is going. And Arizona is going to be the biggest proof of them all because you're going to see 2.1 million ballots be examined. Now, I want to make sure I get this right, so let me read this. Um, they will not only examine each one of the 2.1 million ballots, not only examine those, but they will also be examining the software, the reallocation process, the adjudication process, and the reassignment process. And ladies and gentlemen, there's more. There is more, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Gateway Pundit has requested to uh, Fincham and the Arizona Senate that, and I, you know what, I've been saying his name. Hold on. I want to... There you go. I'm going to do that too. Uh, you know, I got to just do these things sometimes. Um, the, the Gateway Pundit has also requested and has suggested to Fincham and the Senate that, and I always say his name wrong, so I'm going to say it right this time because I just watched him last night and I got his right name. J um, Javon Pulitzer. It's not Hoven Pulitzer. It's Javon Pulitzer. They have requested that he is the one that should be employed to do the forensic audit and... The, uh, the Arizona Senate is actually, he, he's in the running. So we know that the left is coming out hard. The left is coming out hard on Javon Pulitzer. And why? 
because they know that he's a threat. They know that he's smart. They know that he's skilled. They know that he's exactly what they don't want. They know that he is exactly who they don't want doing these audits because he will find everything. So I want to give a big shout out to the Gateway Pundit. I want to give a big shout out to the state Senate there and the Republican Geo and the, and the GOP party in Arizona for standing firm. I want to give a big shout out to the judge there. And I want to give a big shout out to Javon Pulitzer, who I'm going to try to get on this show as soon as my new, com- new computer comes Saturday and uh, we can actually hold uh, alive without any kind of buffering or latency or anything like that. Um, so I would love to get him on the show. And I think there's a good possibility we're going to get him on the show because I know you have a lot of questions for him. I have a lot of questions for him, and I got a lot of props to give him, too. He should, he deserves a lot of props, don't you think? Um, somebody said, what's Yahweh? Yahweh is the, the Jewish name uh, uh, for, for God, for our Heavenly Father. Um, and, and, and from what I understand, it was so holy that, uh, that godly Jews wouldn't even speak it. Um, so that's what that is. And the only reason I have that as a shirt is because one day I was thinking, hey, there's wrong ways and there's Yahweh. And then I was like, oh, there's right ways too. But that doesn't mean that it's Yahweh, the Yahweh. So that's where that came from. Just so you know, I, you know I'm trying to be interactive here. <laughs> um, so the Arizona audit is huge, ladies and gentlemen, because when they audit the ballots, when they audit the reallocation process, when they audit the adjudication process, when they audit all of these different ways that fraud happened, then it will be the largest, it'll be the largest piece of evidence that we have moving forward. And then we can take the Antrim County evidence. We can take the New Hampshire evidence. We can take tiny little uh, uh, mail-in ballot uh, fraud evidence like, the, like there in Mississippi. We can take the Arizona evidence, and I'm sure there's going to be more and more and more piled on top of that. And what does that do? Some people say, what does it matter? We're not going to overturn anything. Well, you never know what could happen for the fight in the past, but we know what can happen for the fight in the future. Okay? We know what can happen for the fight in the future. So that is why this is important. And that is why we can at least continue to say, yes, ladies and gentlemen, there was fraud. There was massive fraud. And here it is. You know, for the people like uh, Jim Acosta and the people like Trevor Noah and the people like Chris Cuomo and the people like, uh, you know, Morning Joe with Mika and, and, and Joe, whatever his name is. Those are all these people that are saying there's no evidence. Well, here it is, and we'll be able to show it to you. That is why the left is demonizing Javon Pulitzer. That is why they're saying that he was fired from Sidney Powell. And Sidney Powell and Javon actually got together yesterday and put out on their social media platforms uh, and, and Telegram as well that that never happened. That that never, ever happened. So, remember, ladies and gentlemen, let's keep an eye on that. Let's keep the pressure. And thank you to Arizona uh, State Senate and everybody's working hard there. Here is a list, speaking of Javon Pulitzer, here is a list of people that I'm putting together for my first round of interviews once we get everything working properly here. Again, I'm a one-man band. I don't have uh, engineers and I don't have producers. So in the times of, in the, between the times of getting ready for shows, answering emails, working on store, you know, uh, researching, vetting, and all that, I'm trying to understand how the software is to work correctly so that there are no problems. I've been testing and testing and testing. My first round of interviews that I am trying to get actively right now, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, but she's already a given. Um, 
uh, Javon Pulitzer, trying to get him. Uh, I'm working on getting Lynn Wood, although the Lynn Wood interview will not be by video. It will be by phone only. Okay, so I want to give a big shout out to those who are helping me. You know who you are to get that uh, interview because I think the Marjorie Taylor Greene would be great. I, I, I know the Javon Pulitzer, Pulitzer would be great. And ladies and gentlemen, can you imagine me interviewing Lynn Wood? Not only would we be able to spread the word of God, but we would get some real good dialogue going. Some great dialogue, I think. Um, and uh, who else are we going to try to get? We're trying to get Corey Lewandowski. I ran into Corey Lewandowski many, many times down at CPAC. He's a fellow New Hampshireite. He's also going to be running for office here in New Hampshire as well. He's polling kind of low, though, but you never know what can happen. I think Corey's a great man. And um, we're also going to get Ben Berkwam and Will Johnson and all those who do what I do, and we're going to get them on the show as well. So it's going to be a star-studded pack. I can't wait. We're always going to have grassroots interviews here, people that aren't so popular and you don't know, but they should be popular and they should be household names, and we're going to reach a little higher on the uh, the the stardom poll with people like Lynn Wood and Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene and Corey Lewandowski and those as well. I don't want to have just a show that everybody else has. I always want to be different. God wants us to be different. God created us to be special in our own ways, and I want to run live from America the way I want to run live from America, not the way that other people would run live from America. And I believe that that's why you guys donate. I believe that's why you guys support, share, like, and follow. Because it's different here. It's definitely a little bit different here than everywhere else, I can say that. Um, so, the uh, Pompeo, Mike Pompeo, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, great guy. Speaking of stardom, right? Uh, yesterday he was giving an interview on Real America's Voice News, which is my favorite news station now. And he was giving an interview on a show called The Water Cooler. The Water Cooler usually comes on in the afternoons. And he was giving an interview there. And they asked him, would you consider running for president in 2024 if President Trump decided not to run? And um, his answer was actually pretty good. His answer was, I'm always up for a good fight. And isn't that just classic Mike Pompeo? Isn't that exactly how you would expect him to answer that? I'm always up for a good fight. <laughs> Uh, yes, we're also going to get Doug Mastriano as well for an interview. So, yes. But he said, I'm always up for a good fight. Now, here's the thing. I want to I ask you guys. If President Trump was not the leader of the party, which he is, okay, but let's, let's, let's put President Trump to the side just for a second. I know he wouldn't like to be put to the side. I don't want to put him to the side. I'm just doing this for, you know, just, just to have conversation. If President Trump was not the leader of the party, who is the leader of the party? Is there one person that you can unequivocally say that is the leader of this party moving forward? I would say no. I would say there isn't any. Now, I know DeSantis is a rising star. I know that Pompeo is a star. I know that all these people are potential leaders of the party. But can you give me one name of somebody who actually has stood out there, put a press conference and said, look, I want to be a leader. I'm a leader of this party. No, not anybody's made that, that stake and that, you know, that claim yet. Nobody has really ha has done that yet. And, and leadership isn't something that can be taught. President Trump is a leader by nature. That's why he is the leader of the party. But let's say in a, in a hypothetical world that President Trump does not come back. There's really nobody who has, who has laid claim to that, to, that, uh, uh, to that title yet. 
So I would really like to see Ron DeSantis, Mike Pompeo. I would really like to see all these people come out and say, you know what? I am going to be a leader. Maybe not the leader, but I am going to be a leader for the Republican Party. I'd like to see more people stand up and say, this is what's going to happen. This is how we're going to. Now, Matt Gates has done a great job. Ted Cruz has done a great job. I would put those guys right up there. You know, I would put them guys right there. Matt Gates, Ted Cruz, uh, Jim Jordan. You might, you might, but they're, but they're really just fighters. They're, they're really not, they haven't really risen to that star of leadership yet. President Donald J. Trump is that pinnacle. He is that, he is that bar to hit and nobody's really quite there. And, and, and even if they were, they probably wouldn't want to butt heads with him, but they don't have to be the leader to be a leader. If you get what I'm saying. So what I would like is to see more Republicans, more strong Republicans step up. Here's what I would love to see. I would either love to see Donald J. Trump and Ron DeSantis run, or I'd like to see Donald J. Trump and Mike Pompeo. Those are the two that I think would be great to run as, as campaign, I mean, as vice president with President Donald J. Trump. As far as somebody like Matt Gates and Jim Jordan, I think that there is, oh, well, Don Jr., Don Jr. is there too. But you know what? As much as I love Don Jr., and I've talked to him, I've met he's a great guy, great guy, massive charisma, but he's still not his dad. And he's not, and, he, and, and, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm, I'm really not saying that in a bad way. He's just, he's just, there's only, there's only one Donald Trump. And Donald J. Trump is great in his own respect, but he's still not a leader in the Republican Party yet. He's just starting to get his feet wet, okay? Just starting to get his feet wet. Christy Noem is up there. She could take that, she could take that mantle as well. She definitely could. But I think somebody like Matt Gates, I think he could run for Senate, or I think he could run for governor of Florida if DeSantis were to step aside and run with President Trump. I think that would be the next step that's more likely for somebody like uh, for, for, for Matt Gates. He's a young guy. He's got a lot to a lot of growing to do. Um, so, you know, there's some there's there's people here. There's a lot of people in the mix here. But I wanted to just ask you, so if you could put it in the comments, you know, and I, I see you guys are putting Trey Gowdy, Michael Flynn, Jim Jordan. I see you guys are putting Don Jr., you know, but there's a lot of there's a lot of inspiring people that we just spoke about. So, you know, just keep putting those in the in the list. Somebody said Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. I agree that she is going to become a leader, but she's still young yet. Let her let her learn Congress first uh, before she jumps into a role like that. That's a that's a huge step. Um, but, uh, I, I, I do like seeing your guys' comments in there, uh, um, and who you think, uh, should be the leader uh, or a leader in the Republican party. So thank you guys very much for doing that. Again, guys, follow me on rumble, follow me on, uh, uh, parlor, follow me on telegram, follow me on freedom fan. Uh, and of course right here on YouTube, but the end all be all is my website, jeremyherald.com. Check out the store, sign up for the newsletter, consider becoming a monthly donor. We're completely viewer funded here. I appreciate everything you guys have done for me. That's going to conclude this morning's show. Make sure you copy the link and share it out over on Facebook afterwards so people can watch. I appreciate you. God bless you. And, uh, you know, there's not a better audience as, as far as I'm concerned than you guys. Okay. So I'll see you tonight, 5 PM for more live from America. Remember there are right ways. There are wrong ways. There's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you, not even a Democrat weapon, uh, will ever prosper. God bless you, thank you, and we'll see you tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern, for more Live from America with your host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. God bless you, folks. See you later.
screaming that we first in America. First Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns, the rebirth.